0: Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cointel Bros. I am one of your hosts, Sun, with my co host. I'm Zero. Yeah. Today we're going to be discussing maps, ancient maps, Antarctica, some of the uh, more notable and reputable um, cartographers that developed and documented the first maps. Um, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Um, yeah, we uh, have a few episodes up now, so go take a listen to them and we hope to see you at the after party.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk, I guess, about like some old maps, like older maps, um, some of the ones that were like not suspiciously accurate, but um, as we'll get into, like there were some maps from like way back in the day that uh, were later proven to be extremely accurate, um, almost suspiciously so. Mm-hmm. and you'll you'll hear about some of these if you're into like ancient alien stuff or or um people who talk about like you know like these ancient seafaring cultures or people who question how old human civilization is and all that kind of stuff Because you'll you'll find these ancient maps that depict um like land masses and um geographical uh stuff that like is underneath ice or yeah land bridges or land masses before they sunk or before they came into or became islands or whatever. So we're going to kind of get into that for a little bit. And then I guess we're going to close out with the Mercator projection, which is the most common map that's out there right now, or at least has been for a really, really long time. That's like the predominant, the predominant map. Like when you think of, of a map that you've seen in like school or whatever, that's a Mercator projection. And it is pretty inaccurate with continent size. So we're going to kind of get into that as much as we can. Um, Neither of us are cartographers (laughs) and it's really complicated. Like I tried really hard to understand like a conversational (laughs) amount of information about like how maps are made and like how Mm -hmm. the various projections work and taking a, a globe and transposing it onto a piece of paper and taking 3D to 2D and all the different. It just I can't. I can like read stuff to <laughs> to people, but in terms of like me really understanding like the different types of geometry involved and like what loxodromes or whatever. Spheroid
0: trigonometry, and I tried to study the spheroid trigonometry when going into this, and I was like, no, this is a different language.
1: Yeah, no, it it oh, one hundred percent is a different language, um, and I just I. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I I tried so hard, but I I have such a limited understanding of these like of like cartography in general, but like I don't know anything about like differential geometry or projective geometry or manifold or whatever. Like I don't Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's like all the stuff where it's like this is what cartography is and like I have no <laughs> no idea at yeah. all.
0: Yeah.
1: Same. Um so I guess it would be fun to start with, like, old old maps, like, old-ass maps. mm mm-hmm. um, So, like, I guess, like, I mean, the most famous one is... I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly. Can you help me out?
0: Arontius, there? I
1: guess. Or, no, the, the Prioreus or whatever.
0: Oh, I would just say Piri, yeah. Piri.
1: Yeah, that one is, like, one of the most famous, like, old maps that are too accurate or whatever. Because there's a common theme in these old maps where they... um they talk about either uh north and south america or they mention antarctica.
0: Mhm.
1: And so uh you can find a lot of these old maps that were compiled by like uh collections of all these different other maps. These like master maps that were made um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you'll see like islands that like some of them are real some of them are fake but uh we can get into like the different older maps but I guess we should start off with with like the accuracy of these like crazy old maps. I know you had a bunch that you wanted to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Piri rice, um, he was a, a, a Turkish, um, military
1: dude. He was a Naval, <laughs> Naval commander, right?
0: Naval. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he like, uh, cartography was his passion. Um, he was, he also got arrested a couple of times, um, for studying the stars, which was interesting. Um, But anyway, he um, he was super into cartography and he ended up compiling uh, these maps and he used and it was called the Mapale Mundi. And it it, it used eight Ptolemaic maps, um, the Arabic map of India, uh, four newly drawn maps of Portugal. And then he also had maps of the Western land um, that supposedly was used uh, by Christopher Columbus. Um, these are all in like entirely accurate. Uh, he even got some of the channels and rivers like spot on. So when he started to discuss Antarctica, it was interesting to see, um, how he was like, actually South is North and North is South. And it was like this whole weird mathematical debate. Um, but yeah, that was, that's him. Interesting guy. He was beheaded for unknown reasons. Curiously.
1: Yeah, exactly. So his, When people talk about the Piri Reis map, we only have one third Mm. of what they think his original map was. And the portion that still is around, Uh it shows the western coast of Europe and North Africa. Uh And the coast of Brazil, which is uh, fairly accurate, has a bunch of Atlantic islands, including the Azores and the Canaries. And then (laughs) the mythical island of Antilia and... Right. Like some people say that, like, Japan is on there, or, like...
0: Right, 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 yes. Which yes, I didn't
1: yes. really get the whole Japan thing, but I guess, like, it maybe is. Um. Yeah, like, so, like you said, like, part of his map was allegedly sourced from one of Christopher Columbus's maps, which I guess were lost. Like, I'd never heard <laughs> that a bunch of Columbus's, like maps were not around anymore, but
0: no, I want to call it a Mandela effect because I've never heard that. And then all of a sudden, like his maps have gone. Yeah. Miss whatever. Yeah. yeah. So
1: apparently that's a whole thing. Like the maps that Christopher Columbus used is like a national treasure situation that I'd never heard of, but exactly. Apparently homeboy had some of them and made his, his big old map, but it's the, the portion that's still around is in the library of, I'm going to say it wrong. It's Okay. Tope copy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Palace. It's in it's in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not uh on display for
0: mm-hmm.
1: some reason. Yeah. You know?
0: For some reason.
1: Yeah, right. But yeah, so that map is probably the the most popular of like the the ancient maps that, that show stuff that they shouldn't have known about, or it's just it's it's like weird that they were able to predict this so accurately given the, the current timeline of, of when Mm -hmm. things were discovered, you know,
0: but also, also given the technological aspect, because Mm -hmm. where a lot of these theories stem is like, Oh, how, how strange uh, these people are using um, technological advancements that we have, and that we have kind of been taught that they just couldn't have in that timeline. Um, They were using um, the same kind of uh, geometry Kind of like cross-culturally, which was really odd, too, because what we're taught in modern days is, oh, these people, they didn't know anything about each other. They didn't know that the land next to them existed, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of nonsense, I'm sure, is nonsense. So it's it's strange because, yeah, they um, it was just such an advanced, detailed map that you would need a Vimana, which is actually an ancient flying machine mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in Hindu, Um, But also the Vimanas were tied to a culture that believed that Antarctica was a wall. We can get into that later, but yeah, there's, they were very advanced and accurate maps even, even now.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, This fuels a lot of the speculation of like the ancient seafaring cultures. Um, That's like a big a big uh, topic that people bring up when they question uh, the history of civilization and the the general timeline that we've been taught. Right. And so when you look at these maps, people either say aliens helped them or it's like some Atlantis esque situation Mm -hmm. where
0: Mm -hmm.
1: these famous maps that we have, these old famous maps that we have are remnants or were cited, uh, were used, uh, not they weren't used, but uh, when they were made, uh, they used these like old maps as references.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um. Moving on, I guess, I mean, is that everything that you wanted to say about Piri?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not really a lot to say about that map in particular. It's just one of the most famous maps that depicted the Western Hemisphere and like Antarctica, like somewhat accurately before yeah. they were like really discovered and mapped out by like conventional means. And it kind of
0: mm-hmm. fucks mm-hmm. with the
1: timeline, you know?
0: Yeah. And also Peary Rice, um, his maps were, were used as a reference for other notable cartographers after him. So, yeah, all of this is basically proving... And and we'll get to this point later, but this is basically proving that there was an ancient source map that people used across all cultures without having, you know, talked to one another or have had any like, well, at least that we're we're taught they didn't have as much contact as we know. And um, all of their maps look the same. And if we're still using them in reference to accurate uh, like where everything is now, accurate coordinates. I, I don't know. My question is, are we being misled to think that our land bodies are, are misshapen or inaccurately portrayed or maybe their sizes are off or maybe they just don't straight up exist? Um, I don't know. There, This is an interesting one because there's so many questions and room for conspiratorial questions. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big part of all this is Antarctica. Uh, Antarctica is always going to be like the biggest point of like, look at this weird stuff on these old maps, right? Yeah. So like officially, like, and the history of Antarctica is, is, is like pretty wild. I, again, like I tried to get deep into it and it it was more than I had bargained for and I didn't really give myself mm-hmm. enough time mm-hmm. to really get into the ins and outs of it. But um, I guess like, Officially, was it in 1773? James Cook like circumnavigated Antarctica, but he didn't actually see the actual land or whatever. Um, but it like the first sighting of the actual continent was in 1820, right? So you can either run with 1773 or you can run with 1820, is when we discovered Antarctica. <laughs> but yeah. the idea of this southern landmass has been around like forever. Uh, Ptolemy Mm -hmm. back in the second century AD um, he reasoned well he thought that the Indian Ocean was enclosed by land on the south Um, but the whole thing was that he thought that the lands of the northern hemisphere should be balanced by lands in the south so it's this whole like Mm -hmm. equilibrium of the planet theory to where like if there's stuff going on up north there has to be stuff going on in south and that was kind of like the prevailing idea for like ancient geography was this almost like the hermetic concept of like, as above so below to an extent where they figured that if there's stuff going on in the Northern hemisphere, there has to be stuff going on in the Southern hemisphere. And if there's these large land masses up North, then it would only make sense that there's large land masses down South. And I didn't really like, I don't know when like, uh, they first, uh, took the boats around Africa. Like I have no idea when they did the, what is that? Um, the horn of Africa. Like I have no idea when they went down there, but I know it was like a long ass time ago. And so they knew that, that in that there was like an ocean that went, there was water that went around Africa, but they didn't know what was on the, like what was on the other side of the water, so to speak. But everyone was like, there has to be land over there, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so when you look at, um, like the history of, of these old ass maps, like the first depiction of Terra Australis, which was, um, Kind of short for Terra Australis Incognita, which is unknown land of the south, was kind of the <laughs> the general term that was given to the theoretical landmass that was down there that was supposed to mm-hmm. counterbalance everything going on in the north. Um, it's theorized that uh, Johann, Sch- oh, man, there's so many names and I cannot fucking pronounce them. <laughs> Schoner, S C H O N E R.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently, Johann Schoner made a globe in 1523. Um, that was the uh, inspiration for Orrin's Finds heart-shaped map of 1531.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then on this uh, quote, on this landmass, he wrote, recently discovered, but not yet completely explored. The body of water beyond the tip of South America is called the Mary Magellan, Magellan come. Mm-hmm. One of the first uses of Navigator Ferdinand Magellan's uh, name in such a context. And then um he called the continent Brazili Australis, which is you know, he just threw a land a land, a theoretical landmass down there. Uh-huh. You know. And then as you get later on, like towards what they call like the age of discovery, which was starting in the late fifteenth century, you'll find a mention of the landmass of the south and expeditions are trying to find the landmass of the south, but uh nothing really happens for uh a really long time down there.
0: Yeah. He, he basically was like, Hey guys, uh, Antarctica doesn't have ice (laughs) and there are like no ice caps by the way, yeah, which I found pretty interesting. Also, um, to make a correction, Piri Rice didn't get arrested for judicial astrology. That was actually Arontius Phineas. Um, Piri Rice was beheaded though, because, uh, he was into conspiracy circles, but, That
1: was my only correction and addition. Yeah. I mean, again, like this was, it it was too big of a topic. I think for, (laughs) for me to try to really wrap my head around completely in the allotted time. But the whole, the whole point is that Antarctica was like this, uh, this theoretical landmass that ended up being fucking true. And one of the other maps that, uh, that gets thrown into all the Antarctica stuff is the another name I can't fucking pronounce. The Bouch map B-U-A-C-H-E. Yeah. Bouch, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And it was made by this guy named Philip Bouch, and he made a map that depicted the um the South Pole, basically. And when mm-hmm. he made this map, this theoretical map rather, um, it depicted Antarctica without ice on it. And so mm-hmm. if you look at this map and you can you can find pictures of it online it's everywhere online and of course I'm scrolling through all the stuff on my phone so now I can't read the correct article I wanted to um but yeah he was this dude was apparently uh, the foremost theoretical geographer of his generation and uh, I mean
0: the dude basically proved and uh Gave the value of pi <laughs> like he he was a pretty brilliant guy and um highly reputable
1: yeah exactly, so if you look at his map it um man, I cannot find this, and this is really starting to make me mad um yep, this is really great content right now um, <laughs> <laughs> so the the no, map but- the map was made the map was made in seventeen sixty three and so it um, it details the Antarctic Pole. And it has Cape Horn, the Cape of Good Hope, and southern Australia. And then it goes the whole way up through New Guinea. And then um, has Australia and uh, Indonesia in there as well. And the depiction of the landmass of, uh, of Antarctica doesn't have any ice on it. And I guess this is kind of up for debate because... N- apparently like they don't know what the actual landmass underneath the ice really looks like. Like there's a lot of like speculation and, and kind of like uh, arguments over what it actually looks like. Cause they've never actually gotten in there. It's all like, I don't know through like radar stuff or satellite shit, but
0: and, people, yeah, they basically found that it was just like a shelf of ice, but they don't know what is directly beneath it.
1: Yeah. And so this map, is allegedly accurate. People think that this is like an accurate depiction of the land mass underneath the ice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so with this map, um, people, you know, they kind of like not freak out about it, but they're like, all right, look like, so this dude either had a map that was made by ancient sea varying civilizations or aliens or something. Cause there's no way that this dude would have been able to know what, you know, the land looked like back then. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, not only that, but once again, like the way that these maps were drawn out, um, they were using Western charts, same grid methods. And like I said, the same use of spheroid trigonometry that other countries were using. Um, so it's just like, it's very, it's too good to be true. Kind of, it's almost like right now in 2020, we are still taught in schools that these ancient civilizations had no idea what they were doing, that they were cavemen, that they didn't have the technology that we did today. But if you look at so many of their structures and so many of their maps documented, it's like they they must have had some access to some ancient knowledge or that ancient knowledge brought them access to a very advanced technology um, I believe that. I have <laughs> I know that's the question for the end, but that's basically um, the common denominator for a lot of these maps is like, how odd. They're all similar, kind of written around the same time and also just far more advanced than we're taught to believe in our current education system.
1: Oh, yeah, no, exactly. So there is uh, the Harry King chart, which was made in 1502. And that one depicts Siberian rivers emptying into the Arctic Ocean, and that's under ice right now. It also uh, depicts the Suez Canal fairly accurately mm-hmm. and depicts uh, Southeast Asia as one landmass, not a bunch of different islands. And there's a, there's a lot of these uh, old maps floating around. There's the King Jamie world chart which um, depicted, you know, and that was in 1502 also, and that depicts parts of the Sahara Desert. Um, very different than what it is today. Like, it has fertile land, lakes, rivers, and, like, cities and stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the orange Finney map, which I think I said earlier, but just said terribly incorrectly. <laughs> um, it's hard with these stuff, too, because I'm used to reading them, and then we have to say them out loud. It's like, oh, i am I... Fucking illiterate, but like, you know That's that true. that was another one of those maps. It was made in 1534, but it has Antarctica, uh, you know, without ice on it as well. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at these like old maps, predominantly made in the 1500s, that depict various land masses before either they sunk or before there was ice on them. I'm spacing right now, and it's I think it's the, is it the Xeno map? Is the xeno map the one that um or is it the Kamira map? There's one of them that also had the land bridge between uh Siberia and, and oh, Alaska
0: You're right, but it was like covered with water or whatever
1: yeah um, um, I forget which one it is. the Kamira map that no that was that was the 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 Chimera map was the first one to use a spherical grid, even though the okay. the Earth was supposedly believed to be flat. In the 1500s. Um, yeah, the Xeno map uh, has the coast of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, and Scotland. That was made in 1380, by the way. The Xeno map's in 1380. And it has, like, accurate latitude and longitude and stuff like that. Like, it's a fun rabbit hole to smoke a blunt and and jump down. But um,
0: Speaking of.
1: Yeah, right. But so these maps, they pose an interesting question with with like human history or the history of the planet more so mm-hmm. where we've been taught to believe that uh, ice ages happened at at these certain time frames but then we have these like weird maps that could contradict them because like how are these people that had limited technology how are they able to accurately or somewhat accurately accurately enough Uh, depict all these land masses either underneath the ice or before the ice existed. You know what I mean? So like if, if the ice has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and how do these supposedly like dumb ancient people, like know what it looked like beforehand. Like there's no way that that would have happened following conventional logic. So you either have the ice ages starting at a different time while humans are around, like while modern human and air quotes are still around. Or mm-hmm. there, you know, like we mentioned before there, these maps were produced using fragments of ancient, like very, 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 very ancient maps, which throws off the timeline of, you know, human development, you know, or the fun one is aliens, you know,
0: <laughs> aliens.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Yo. It's. Every time I, I'll talk about these topics, literally any topic, I will always go back to our education system, who's writing these books and what they're really trying to hide or unteach from us. And, um, the timelines just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. If you look at these maps, especially like ancient America, you know, ancient Indians or, you know, however you want to call them, like they even said that there was land in Antarctica you know, there are so many of these stories within the time frame that we're told that Antarctica was covered with ice that completely contradict what we have been taught. And it goes back to this whole, you know, brainwashing scheme. Um, and also, I don't know if y'all heard the hollow earth um, topic that we did, but we kind of, we didn't kind of, we <laughs> very much went in depth about Antarctica and hollow earth and um Varying portals, but that's really relevant to maps because a lot of ancient cultures, um, specifically like the Hopi or the Incan, um, even Hindus, like they all believed that there was this portal in Antarctica and that it was like very sunny and green and that Greenland was actually filled with ice. So I don't know. You 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 go back into these inversions once again and how we how we were taught because I remember learning the story of this bullshit story of like, Oh, these people told these other people that Greenland was green and foresty. And that's where it got its name because it was a lie. But if I can just joke about that, or if that's like kind of what was taught to me in elementary school, I wonder like the actual reasoning um, for the lack of truth and like for all the shadiness, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, The study or not study like, if you're aware of like these ancient maps it definitely like throws a throws a cog in the wheel or whatever. Yeah. And it's a really uh it can become like a a damning charge against the powers that be. Like it's you can use this as like material evidence. If you believe that these are accurate maps as to like you're lying about our history, you're lying about what the world looks like and like why are you doing that type of stuff? Yeah. You know. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of conclude with on the ancient map stuff before I attempt to do Mercator and how it's fucking wrong?
0: <laughs> no, let's jump into Mercator. I feel like that's where oh, a lot of God. the fringe questions come into. So I know, let's go there.
1: Okay. So <laughs> if you couldn't tell from the first <laughs> half of this episode, neither of us are fucking cartographers. Mm-mm. This was the hardest one for us to try and like articulate facts about because neither of us like are really well versed in in these topics. And it's it becomes a thing where like you can talk about it with your friends and you can talk about it like as a hey, have you heard about this weird shit type of thing? But then when you're trying to be somewhat authoritative about it and like show other people in like an educational way or whatever you would call this, like mm-hmm. kind of realize how dumb you are. When you're like, I don't know what the fuck a conformal map projection is, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to read this thing about the Mercator projection and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. So the Mercator projection is a cylindrical map projection presented by Flemish geographer and cartographer Gerardus Mercator in 1569. Nice. Nice. It became the standard map projection for navigation because of its unique property of representing any course of constant bearing as a straight segment. Such a course, known as a rumb, I think, I think that's how you say it, R H U M B, rumb. Yeah. Or mathematically, a loxodrome, is preferred by navigators because the ship can sail in a constant compass direction to reach its destination, eliminating difficult or error prone course corrections. Linear scale is constant on the Mercator in every direction around any point, thus preserving the angles and the shapes of small objects and fulfilling the conditions of a conformal map projection. As a side effect, the Mercator projection inflates the size of objects away from the equator. This inflation is very small near the equator, but accelerates with latitude to become infinite at the poles. And then they give an example of how Greenland and Antarctica appear way larger than they actually are relative to, you know, stuff that's that's closer to the equator. Um, I heard about this a while ago. Um, one of my friends who is real big into their African heritage mm-hmm. posted an article an article from uh, face to faceafrica.com. africa dot com. And the article is called "Don't be Duped. This is the true size of Africa." Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: And the picture is an outlining of Africa with China, Mexico, Western Europe, India, the United States, Eastern Europe, uh Israel, and Japan all flitting fitting inside of its landmass, right? okay. And I was like, what the fuck is this type of like I, didn't you know, because like,
0: that's really interesting because it ties into theories I've heard about Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this before.
1: Yeah. So I heard about this a while ago and like I didn't really know if this was like a true thing or like if it was a true thing that no one really talks about or if it was one of those like almost like like the hotep like really intense like uh, pro African stuff where right, right, right. it I seems get a little you. weird. And no, so <laughs> I read through the article and I guess it's like completely, that's what made me interested in this. Like our maps fucking wrong idea. And it turns out that they are to an extent because the Mercator projection, um, is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So this article, uh, sort of claims that the Mercator projection, um, is colonialist in the idea that it makes Africa look smaller than all these land masses where it's really way bigger than
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: You know? And so the idea being that if you look at a map, like the maps that we've all been sort of uh, trained with, I guess is the Mm -hmm. best, the best way to look at it. Like everything that's in every school is the Mercator projection.
0: Yes. And so you look
1: at these maps and you're uh, subconsciously uh, like, Sort of taught to think that the bigger, the bigger continents are like the the better ones, and they're the most powerful ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the smaller ones mm-hmm. aren't shit. And and just like this, this like settler mindset of 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 all that stuff, in regarding like the spatial relations between the various countries and the various continents.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like on a map, I and mean, what is it? Because this is so on a map, it looks like Africa and Canada are the same size. Like on the Mercator projection. They look like they're the same size, but in actuality, Canada is 9.1 million kilometers squared and Africa's 30.2 million kilometers squared. So like you can fit Canada very comfortably inside of Africa and have a lot of room to spare. Uh Right. So there's another picture on this article that has 16 different countries that all can fit into Africa, including the United States, Spain and, and all this stuff. So, this idea that um, there's a misrepresentation of the size of of the continents, it, that, like, really kind of piqued my interest because there's a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons why that would be, could be used, and, you know, obviously it's, like, really fucked up to try and trick people into thinking that, like, oh, these poor countries or these, these, these non-white countries are, like, you know, they're kind of rinky-dink, they're kind of small, don't fucking worry about it, like, but... Where the white people are like that's that's the shit, that's where you know all the important stuff happen yeah,
0: we're not only taught that they're smaller and inferior, but we're also taught that their economics are inferior. we're taught that their socioeconomics are inferior, and we're taught you know it's just like this shit hole, blah blah blah, but I've heard this theory many times before, and it's very interesting to see you know these holy lands you know, mentioned so many times in like the Bible or in other ancient texts, um, as it being like the primary land and actually black translates to like bleach that those, those share root, um, words with one another. So, which is very interesting to me as well, because when something receives too much sun, it actually goes from like black to white. So there's just like this very interesting, um, dualist, uh, metaphysical conversation to have around it as well
1: yeah exactly Um, so there's a bunch of different I guess I don't want to jump into the other projections right now I'll stay with the the size stuff from Mercator excuse me so when you look at a Mercator map and we're all somewhat familiar with the size of all the countries on there right well in actuality um, so Greenland appears to be the same size as Africa right in actuality Africa is 14 times bigger Greenland in itself is only about the size of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Right. So that's, that's a big one. But I mean, it makes sense if, if it is true where like, if the closer you get to the poles, like the larger stuff is kind of stretched out to look bigger, mm-hmm. but like, it's just, it's interesting how you're conditioned to think that the land masses are a certain size. And then, and this is like supposed to be common knowledge where it's like, Oh yeah, this map is like wrong because there's no way for you to accurately transpose like a 3d, 3d, graphic onto a 2d space without there being distortion or whatever. Right. So so like Africa appears to be roughly the same size as South America. When reality, Africa is 1.5 times larger Madagascar and the United Kingdom look about the same size, but Madagascar is twice as big as the UK and is comparable in size uh, to Sweden. Russia appears to be four times the size of the contagious United States, but it is really only about twice the size comparable to the size of South America. Russia also appears to be bigger than North America and Africa, which it isn't. Alaska appears to be the same size as Australia, although Australia is 4.5 times bigger. (laughs) Alaska takes as much area on the map as Brazil, when Brazil's area is nearly five times that of Alaska. And then Antarctica appears to be extremely large, although it is actually the third smallest continent by area. Antarctica is just smaller than Russia or it's about the size of the United States and India combined, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about, you think about that, you think about the discrepancy of the sizes and what that's sort of done to geopolitics and how we think about the world, it really puts into perspective like the concentration of wealth and power and how such a small group of people who are on such a small portion of the available land dictate so much of what happens to humans and to the planet. Right. And it, it also really puts into perspective, like if you, if you look at like what we've done to places like Africa and um, parts of like the global South, as it's called, with like the resource extraction, it really puts into perspective, like just how much, land and how many resources are being, uh, you know, taken from those places and taken to these very, very small places instead where all the power is held.
0: Yes. Sorry, truck just caught a fly and is ripping its wings off.
1: No, nice. (laughs) Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It just like it should make people question people's uh, true intentions.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, but luckily, um, the Mercator projection and its uh its distortions have sort of become a popular topic, I guess, somewhat recently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what is it? I think it's it's at least in Boston. It might be in Massachusetts itself, but they started using a different map altogether. They no longer are using the uh, Mercator. Uh, projection in their schools and they're using a more accurate uh map projection that of course i can't find right now because i have too many things on on my phone (laughs) um where is it Ah, here it is Yep, the gall peters projection g-a-l-l space p-e-t-e-r-s and Mm -hmm. um this one uh it accurately well more accurately depicts the true size of these various land masses so, like, if you look at it, everything's sort of, like, stretched down.
0: Mm. I mean, if you take time into account and just, like, on a quantum mechanics scale, like, everything is supposed to be stretched. That makes more sense. Yeah. Like-
1: so, there are there are efforts to sort of uh, correct the um, misconceptions that have sort of been mm. passed down from generation to generation in, in the education systems based on the Mercator Projection. Um, I guess a lot of, like, map experts or, like, you know, uh, geographers or whatever sort of uh, suggest that people should be looking at globes instead of maps anyways, that maps served a purpose for, like, navigation, uh, you know, back when there was, like, ships and stuff because they were easier to transport and easier to, like, draw on and use and, and, like, navigate with than globes. But a globe is the most accurate way to map out, our planet since it's on a sphere in quotes and that's going to make flat earth people mad or whatever, but like it's interesting. Like, I don't know, like I've seen globes and I've seen maps and I never really thought about like, I guess like we should be viewing, you know, this three dimensional object on a three dimensional Right.
0: It definitely, it's definitely a way to uh, trick and manipulate the way our minds work. So, you know, I I know you don't want to go into like Freemason stuff, but we can just go into like, you know, Babylonian Gnosticism and the way that um, dualism and black and white uh, and one and zero are really something that we can um, compute on a reptilian scale. So when we're consistently taught you know, we are this 2D being that lives on a 2D map. Let's learn about 2D things. It, it's just easier to numb us and kind of um, remove our capacity for questioning and critically thinking, um, which is why I think that it's continuously taught. I don't think someone's like lazy and just like fucked up and was like, oops, like there's a reason for everything, especially um, when it's been going on for so long. So that's like one aspect to to see is... Um, what what it really makes our brains think and like how it makes our brains think when we actually study a map and um, how insignificant and I guess 2D when we are actually like multidimensional and not two-dimensional.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um. So uh, before we sort of leave the area of maps and do our little final thought stuff, there's a bunch of different projections that have been made since the Mercator in order to correct this error but none of them are really that popular probably because of the colonial mindset involved with the mercator projection itself so you have equal earth projections which are equal area pseudo cylindrical projections for world maps that were invented in 2018 um they were inspired by the robinson projection but unlike the Robinson (laughs) retains the relative sizes of areas, the projection equations are simple to implement and fast to evaluate. And then there's a bunch of math. I don't fucking understand, but there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of different map projections that have been created or have been, um, people have attempted to use in order to more accurately depict the size of land masses, right? Because now it's, It's not really that big of a, like, people aren't buying maps in order to go sail their boats around. They're buying it to see what shit looks like. So it's become more important from my understanding of reading all this stuff for people to have an accurate uh, representation of size as opposed Mm -hmm. to angles. Mm -hmm. Because we're not fucking sailing around anymore. So we don't have to worry about hitting coastlines or hitting islands. We need to be able to see, like, physical representations of, of what the maps look like.
0: Right. So you can find
1: all these different types of like, there's a natural earth projection. There's the equal earth projection. There's the Robinson projection. And they're all, all these try to do um, like, like I said, like they, they, they try to uh, depict the land masses in more of an honest way so that people can get a better idea of the size of, of everything around them. There's the Winkle, W-I-N-K-E-L, triple T-R-I-P-E-L projection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that is an azimuthal map projection of the world. It's one of oh, three yeah. projections proposed by a German cartographer named Oswald Winkle.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: it's, uh, and this is what I was talking about. This is the stuff where like I try to get into it to be like, Oh, what is this? This is interesting. And then I like try to read these articles and I feel like I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> like, I just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Or like, what's going on? Like, I tried to even look at, like, an article about, like, the basics of map projection. And I got, like, two paragraphs in and had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. But there's um there's a bunch of really cool maps to look at and uh, cool interpretations of, of the land masses in order to, quote, like, be more accurate in a two-dimensional space um the dimaxian map invented by buckminster fuller in 1946 that's the one that looks like the orange peels i've seen that one oh. ar- yeah
0: i have seen this one
1: yeah i've seen that one around and apparently that one the
0: thing is like the sizes are still off in all of these maps which yeah. is very interesting
1: yeah most of them they're, the sizes are off but they're a little more accurate because there's there's they're trying to accommodate for the the enlargement like at the poles or whatever Right. Like, again, I don't understand enough about math to really get it. But the coolest one that I saw is the orthograph map. I'm going to read from this article on Visual Capitalist, and then I'll kind of be done talking about these other kind of maps, because this is the coolest one that I saw. And I'll show you a picture of it um, once I'm done reading this. But using a new map making method called orthograph, Japanese architect Hajime Narukawa, again, another fucking name I am sure I butchered may have created the most accurate map of the world yet. Authograph d- divides the globe into 96 triangles, transfers them to a tetrahedron, and unfolds it into a rectangle. Math I do not fucking understand. But the end result is landmasses and seas are more accurately proportioned than in traditional projections. The biggest downfall of the Orthograph map is that longitude and latitude lines are no longer a tidy grid. As well, continents on the map are repositioned in a way that will be unfamiliar to a population that is already geographically challenged. That said, depicting a round world on a flat surface will always come with some trade-offs, blah, 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 blah. Equal area maps are cool. So this is what that map looks like.
0: What the hell?
1: Let me see if I can... If My phone will stay like that. I'll try to make it be like That's more vertical.
0: Like not... I've never seen that before yeah I've never seen anything the, the numerology mm-hmm. in that is actually very interesting and the way that it's set up is is um ah uh,
1: yeah but it has them all yeah. yeah so if I mean obviously this isn't a visual medium so we're kind of fucking up right now but it puts all the continents like in a line to an extent so like hmm. if you're looking at it it has like and it, it's it is confusing because we're 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 used to the positioning of the Mercator map where North America is on the left, and Asia or Eurasia is on the right. Antarctica is on the bottom. You know, so this this map has like I don't know, it, it's all fucking crazy. Like the middle of the map is supposed to be the North Pole, and then on the right hand side's like the top of Russia, and that goes down through Asia, and then ends with Australia. And on the left side of the map is like the top of Canada, and then it goes the whole way down through the Americas, and then ends in Antarctica at the bottom. So it's like one big like ice cream cone looking thing. What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Math that yeah, I do not I understand. I don't
0: but get But it's cool.
1: That. And apparently that is one of the most accurate depictions of landmass size. So. You
0: according know? to like who? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Something about the tri- I don't know. According to the triangles. I don't fucking know, dude.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting that it's divided in triangles as well.
1: Yeah, again, math that I don't understand. This was a mm. topic where when well, I-
0: you don't have to understand math to understand numerology or like, um, the, the geometry that they use in like sacred geometry, you know. But yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, um, this is a topic that uh, we were not prepared to do. I don't think like I, I wanted to do this because I thought that it was it would be really fun and really cool to kind of talk about. <laughs> and it's one of those things you went, where, like
0: full Indiana Jones and was like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah. And also it's the thing where it's like, this would be fun to do. And then you're like, how the fuck am I going to talk about this for a fucking hour? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand these concepts more than like the surface area of like the maps are wrong. There's old maps that shouldn't exist but
0: I I mean those posed two very big questions and I think that we covered enough for people to at least start to go on their own map journey
1: yeah Um, yeah yeah if you're interested in it please take it's it is really fun like it's a really fun weekend to kind of (laughs) lackadaisically look at these maps and these concepts and be like huh I don't know what I guess I don't know what the fucking world looks like you know
0: I mean, none of us really
1: know what it looks like to be fair. And
0: once again, tying back to like conspiracy, conspiracy stuff is like, if, um, if our perspective of our world is tainted, then, you know, our behavior in response to our perspective is also going to be modified. And we didn't really have consent over, um, having our perception of our world and of our map and our worldview, um, to be kind of like messed with in that way. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's interesting because we all have an idea of what the world looks like and where everything's placed. And it's not accurate because we've been looking at inaccurate maps for our entire lives. hmm mm-hmm. And so now is the Herculean task of trying to <laughs> uncondition that. And like, I mean... Like I said, I've been aware of this concept for a while, but I mean, like, if I try to visualize in my head what a map looks like, it's still essentially the Mercator projection. You yeah. Know? Even though, like, and through reading this and, like, being aware that, like, th- that depiction's incorrect,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: still, like, deep in my brain because I've been looking at those maps for 25 years or whatever, Yeah. you know? exactly. And that's part of the power of conditioning and part of the nefariousness either deliberately or indeliberately, but probably deliberately from the, at least public education system. Mm -hmm. The silver lining in this though, I will say is that it seems like people are trying to stray away at least in, you know, in small little groups from the, you know, that predominant mode of, of looking at maps, you know, there's, there's different people making maps and, It'd be cool if if more schools, aside from that school in Boston or whatever, or that district or whatever the fuck, like, starts using the more accurate maps.
0: Yeah, I hear you. You Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm curious about this new person, um, but we can talk about some other fun stuff over on the second After Potty.
1: Yeah, we're reaching the end of this one. Um, So I guess... It's time for the question. So there's, I guess there were like two real, real things. So the first one would be for the old maps. Like, do you think that the old maps that were accurate despite quote being like it being impossible to see land masses that are no longer around or, you know, like the shit in the Sahara desert or underneath the ice or whatever the fuck. Do you think it's coincidence? Do you think that they source that from old maps that prove that the timeline of human civilization is off or aliens?
0: <laughs> uh, what do I believe? I believe that we as um, as a whole culture, as like on a whole timeline, um, have been introduced to technology um so that means like hundreds, thousands, millions of years ago we've kind of been where we're at right now. Um You know, yeah, fuck it, aliens.
1: Uh yep, there you go. That's a <laughs> I like that general summary of fuck it aliens. I mean, I would I don't know. I think that if I it would be way more fun if it was aliens. I don't know if I really
0: I don't believe in the alien agenda, though. I know that it's just like some false flag PSYOP attempt, you know?
1: I mean, I do know. I mean, the alien agenda, the alien agenda is whatever, but like I don't think that the aliens came down and like gave us maps. I mean, there is like the biblical thing of when they took the dude up there or whatever. That could be. That would be fun if that's, if they just like let cartographers go up in ships and gave them like a little two hour tour or whatever, but if I had to choose, I would imagine that the maps were sourced from ancient maps and Agreed. that the timeline's off.
0: I agree that our timeline is off and that it has been deliberately mistold over and over again.
1: Yeah. I mean it I feel like within that, um, I wouldn't be surprised if humans have been around and for a lot longer and the stages of societal evolution have been exaggerated and we've been slowly progressing as opposed to like these huge like boom and bust cycles of culture. Mm. I don't know enough about like weather, like studies and like earth science or whatever to really give much of an opinion on well, fucking anything. Mm. But like the idea that like the ice ages happened at different times and what we have been told, because like like I mentioned before, like that's a big theory within all this too, is that like if they're talking about stuff before and after ice and before and after like floods and shit, maybe the narrative that we've been told about when ice ages happened and when like the Sahara desert became the desert or when the Southeast, you know, Asia sank or when the islands formed, or whatever the fuck, like maybe that timeline is fucking off. Like uh, that could have happened in the 1300s as opposed to 25,000 years ago or whatever. Like, I don't know any of those timeline stuff. Like, like that would be interesting. Like, I guess that could be possible, but like, I don't know enough about like, that type of like
0: mm-hmm.
1: science to really, I get you. Like I couldn't like argue like against carbon dating.
0: Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Okay, like I get like you.
1: ice core samples and all that stuff. Like how they how they age, fucking like glaciers and age and age right. like all that stuff. Like I I mean I can't like pose like an actual argument aside from like maybe that's bullshit, and then like mic drop and walk out. But yeah. like. <laughs> I mean that would be interesting, but I would imagine that these maps were sourced from very old maps, either from civilizations on par with what we think of in like the the 1500s, and they just kind of stayed that way for a long ass time. Or, I mean, fuck it, it could be cool if we are just completely incorrect with what we think of like Neanderthal and like ancient like pre Homo sapien man. And
0: I mean, I think it is wrong. I think that a lot of our history, even on a biological scale has been really mistaught to us but we can talk about this on the after potty so make sure that y'all subscribe make sure that you guys like give us a comment um you know tell your friends about us but only the cool ones please we don't want to be witch hunted <laughs> no i'm kidding Man, but okay maybe. i ain't got shit
1: else to do you can come hunt this witch
0: <laughs> that's true yeah
1: <laughs> fuck else i'm gonna um, do
0: but yeah we will see <coughs> all of our patrons and subscribers over on the after potty
1: yeah um www.cointelbros.transistor.fm I think or it's transistor.cointelbros.fm If you google Cointel Bros, you'll find us but yeah like us subscribe to us give us a good review tell your cool friends tell your lame friends fuck off um yeah go to our Patreon and you can get the bonus episode where it's way more conversational and God, we don't sound so fucking dumb. I'm just so bummed (laughs) how dumb I sounded this week. So hopefully whatever topic uh, Sun picks won't sound like a fucking idiot anymore.
0: I don't know. The last topic we did, I kind of sounded out of it. But it's all chill. We're getting it out here. It's all fun. It's all good. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, so much for your support.
1: Yeah, thanks. Bye.